Welcome to Brew Time, guys. Halloween special where three buds enjoy a conversation over some witches' brew. Now, here are your hosts, Chris, Jim, and Pizza. This is fucking scary and gross, okay? It was hard to think of something to come up with on the witch's brew that caught me off guard. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Happy Halloween. Uh, it'll be happy Halloween in what? Tomorrow? So, yeah. Well, by and, the uh, time this drops, I'm sure. It'll by the time this drops, it'll be happy Thanksgiving. There you go. The gobble, way, gobble, the way motherfuckers. The, yeah, the way we've been on par with our timing. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, you been, know, personal things come up. Been off the past few <laughs> weeks. Everybody's had each week. Everybody's had something come up that just wasn't gonna work. Right. So shit happens. We almost had to. We almost had a fallout today too. Sure did. But pizza came through clutch in the last second to rescue his wife, like a hero that he is. That's right. One v four came in clutch. No, no problem. Then, <laughs> Lone survivor, he, baby. Lone survivor. That's, that's right. Finished it off with showing some quesadillas on your gullet. A three and a half hour movie of a guy rolling down a hill. <clears throat> to be fair, uh, there's not many tasks that I don't finish off by shoving quesadillas down my face. So. <laughs> <laughs> now that's nice. the spirit we like to hear. Well, to, uh, today we got a, a special guest with us again. He's been here before. Rob, ghost man, paranormal guy. We figured we'd have him here the day before Halloween. Why not? Now, is How that, you doing, is that his official title? No, his official title is the guy who stole your mom from your dad, but we don't call him that in public. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> That's fair. It is fair. No, but uh, that's Rob, friend to many. Except for pizza. Not to ghosts. Well, maybe he is a friend of ghosts. It could be. I'll have you know that Rob's my friend, friend on foe, Xbox. Rob? Uh, oh, great. <laughs> well, how's everybody been doing lately? I know Chris has something he's been wanting to uh, break ground with on here since it's been four weeks. Right? I'm surprised I remembered it for this long. Yeah, me too. You can't even remember. Never mind. Anyway, so what's up? No. No, I can't. I can't. Enough with the small talk. Great talk. Yeah, we're just just cutting right into it. So, a few weeks ago, and by a few weeks, I mean like three or four weeks ago, I was semi-bored while working at, at home, and, you know, so I sit there, and usually when I work from home, I have, like, some sort of streaming device running in the background, whether it be Hulu, HBO, whatever, just something running in the TV so it's not, like, dead quiet in my house. And I come across this this mini docuseries on Hulu called I Love You, You Hate Me. Apparently, it's the Barney... Uh, story of how this like dinosaur got created because you guys remember barney the dinosaur we watched this we we watched this my my wife my wife and i watched uh 
this documentary. And, oh, did you? As surprising okay. as that is, Chris, she, she is his we. Not you. <laughs> Damn it! I know. She got him first. <laughs> well, first of all, why am I just now hearing this, but it's not from pizza, it's from you? How do you know this? How do I know that uh, his wife is his we? Yeah, how are you? How do you know that me and pizza aren't a we? Because uh, he's never sent you pictures of his pea slit. That's 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 fair. Yeah, back off. Anywho, so it's just my avatar there, on uh, social media. <laughs> 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 so, so they really, talk I about thought it was a theatrical <laughs> curtain on a stage. <laughs> I think it was a high school it's musical. Showtime. <laughs> <clears throat> So anyway, they talk about Cheryl Lynch, who is the creator of Barney and Friends. And so I started as, as I'm watching this. I have never, I had never heard of it until I watched this show. And and Pizza, I don't know if you had heard of it before until you watched this or not. But I did not know that her son was so disturbed by the fact that everybody called Barney his mom's son that. He like was having like mental breakdowns with this. Yeah, I, I wasn't that aware. And eventually, he gets he get, he goes to prison for fifteen years because he shot his neighbor. And I don't remember what the fight was about. Do you remember what it was about, Pizza? Uh, so from what I remember, the they the neighbor and him had issues like throughout the entire time he lived at that property, and it was like a dispute on some bullshit like trespassing like uh the the guy that he shot was just like a normal working class guy and uh barney's brother plops this like huge mansion down like in the area so it was like some kind of like shitty class war trespassing dispute yeah. Oh, that's it right here. I'm I'm reading about it right here. He accused the man of trespassing on his property. Now, <clears throat> so this he shot his neighbor, fled, but when the cops picked him up, he was wearing body armor. So like he had it all planned out in his head that he was going to shoot this guy regardless. You don't just waltz around the house wearing level three body armor. I mean, I do, but I don't do it with the plan to shoot anyone. I'm just ready in case somebody comes in. Right. I believe. I believe um, he went to the the guy's house. Right. The like. I, uh, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. he was so like, think... "Hey, fucking, quit trespassing here!" And the guy was like, "Whatever, fuck you," and went home. And then uh, Barney's brother then followed him and shot him in his driveway. Well, well, from what they were saying, from what I remember them saying is that <clears throat> the neighbor had sat there and he turned around and he went to turn around again to t- say something else to Barney's brother, and he said, and he already had a gun like pulled out and pointed at him. <clears throat> and so he said, what are you going to do, shoot me? And by the time he even finished the sentence, he was shot. <clears throat> hey, man, don't now talk about guy. it. Be about it. You know? Uh, right. know. <laughs> don't be about that I love you bullshit. Yeah, I mean, he he like, this dude, I mean, 
he was so disturbed by this whole yeah he was he was just disturbed by this whole barney situation that he just became a felon it's because he was replaced by a big purple dinosaur Mm. (laughs) right i'm sure um uh a little bit of entitlement is probably in there somewhere you know, having like a lavish lifestyle your entire life, and I'm sure it had nothing do whatever to do you with want. The fact that all his parents did was like fight and argue, even when they were together. And the only reason her husband stuck around was because of the money coming in off a of a big purple dinosaur. Well, the dad killed himself. <laughs> the dad committed yeah, suicide. That'll, that'll after... never that'll never mess anybody up. So the whole story of Barney is circled around a whole lot of suicide and shooting? Well, the whole story of Barney became because her Patrick Leach, who was the son, <clears throat> had like, I don't know, some learning disabilities. Like he, he wasn't <laughs> where he should have been. So but so his mom found like these song and dance videos for him to watch. And she said she came up with the idea, okay, well, let's come up with a show then that, you know, can help kids like this. And that's apparently how she came up with Barney. We don't have was, shows like that already, like Lamb Chop. Lamb Chop was the shit. Right? Especially that, that cr- song that never ends. It's still going. I mean, it goes on and on, my friend. Nice. I would never expect that song to end. I fucking loved Lamb Chop. Yeah? I what did you like about uh, Lamb Chop? Did you like the idea of somebody taste? hand up a sheep's ass? Uh, or you like well, the fo- it was just uh, it was kind of like a grandma. It's kind of like <laughs> uh, art imitating life, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, that's the life I was yeah. living. And uh, it was nice Sitting to see down, it, fisted sheep and singing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a piece of kind of night. <laughs> what, what are we doing this weekend, Dad? Can we go fishing? No, we're going to fist some fucking sheep and you're going to sing yeah. about it. We're, yeah, we're going knuckling. <laughs> we're going knuckling. <laughs> oh, boy. How many knuckles deep? Yeah, you know, you would wear it like a uh, like a sock puppet, you know, <laughs> all the way up to the elbow. My God, look like a dunk contest, you know, Vince Carter, baby, just fucking hanging <laughs> by the elbow. <laughs> All the way up to the elbow. Wow. Oh, my God. Did you know? Nice. uh, In the Middle East, back in, what, like 300 years ago, is when they invented, like, the the sheep-skinned condom. You know, where they used, like, the innards of a sheep's colon for the condom. But it was, like, 150 years after that that they decided to remove the colon from the sheep first. Nice. (laughs) Nice. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh boy! You know the best way to fuck a sheep, don't you? On the, on the edge Please, of a cliff. Tell me. On the edge of a cliff, so it has to keep backing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! The same concept applied with my uncle, but where that's I digress. Anyway, so. Is that guy still in prison then to this day? Or is he? No, I don't he know. is out. 15 years. I don't think he killed the guy, right? He just shot No, him. he didn't kill the guy. The guy survived. Um, but he is out and living with his uh, fiance and kid. Okay, now that was Barney's brother? 
Yep. Now, whatever happened to actual guy who played Barney? <clears throat> He's still alive. Yeah, there's been okay, several. So, there's been several actors that have played him. Now, did you? Now, I remember growing up. I always thought that there was something creepy about the guy that played Barney the dinosaur. I didn't know who it was. I didn't know anything about him. I just thought it was really creepy. <laughs> Come to find out, I'm doing shit like that's pretty creepy. The guy that played Barney had to sign off before playing Barney that he would not do tantric shit. While around kids, I mean, it was, well, he was uh, some kind of he was yeah, like some a, kind of tantra. Uh, yeah, he was like a he practiced like uh, tantric sexual healing or something. So you could hear him just sitting there humming inside his costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's hitting level five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. What was that movie? Uh, there's a so, uh, um, death to Smoochie. So is this kind of Robin Williams death? and Ed Norton? Is that kind of like loosely? I know it was kind of the same concept. It was a Barney esque type movie, but it almost sounds like that is close to the story you're descri- describing. Oh, I, I have not you, seen that. Have you ever heard of it? No, not till you just said something. Oh, it's yeah. uh, it's worth a watch. It's it's uh, not it's dark for your kids at all. <laughs> but no, yeah, Robin Williams and Ed Norton, and it's basically Is it Danny DeVito in that. Can't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah he, is. he is. It's Robin Williams, Edward Norton, Danny DeVito, John Stewart's in it. Uh, yeah, it almost sounds like what you're describing right now. I don't think it did very well. Harvey first first time is in there. It was uh it was it's dark humored. But it was good. I mean, I, um, I recommend it. It almost has to be. Like I mean they they definitely didn't talk about that in the documentary, but it almost has to be like completely inspired by Barney. Yeah. So so here we go. <clears throat> Though it received a wide release by playing in 2,164 theaters in its opening weekend in the United States, the film was a box office bomb mm-hmm. after only grossing $4,266,463 its opening weekend. And it overall grossed $8,382,691. Yeah, I think its Which, budget I mean, was like that- 40-something million bucks. With that cast, even I mean that's surprising. Uh, yeah, fifty million is what it <laughs> that's, that's what the budget insane. was, and it, and it box office grossed eight point three million. Well, that was one of the first movies that I you know used a bit torrent on, so that's why they didn't get my money. It's just worth <clears> a watch, <throat> though. Oh, I'll have to like check that. It's out, a weird. Though. It's a weird role for Robin Williams, from what I remember. I don't. I think so. I like his darker roles, like one hour photo. That was good. Uh, yeah. one hour well, I mean, photo is, was this is definitely that different was than weird. that. I like him in those dark roles. This one hour now is one hour photo. If correct me if I'm wrong, is that the one where they go to Alaska? Yes. Yeah, that was a weird one. I don't know if I no. liked him in that one. 
One hour photo, I don't think was Alaska. No, no. Oh, what was the one where the he? One hour photo, he was uh, filming yeah, he was at a pharmacy. Yeah, the Alaska movie was with uh, Al Pacino, and that was that was Insomnia. Yes. Insomnia. Insomnia. There we go. <clears throat> that was a weird one. Yeah. No, one hour photo is he uh, like like. Pizza said he works at a pharmacy developing photos and he develops an obsession with some family. And then when he finds out that the dad was cheating on his on the on the mom, he starts, you know, killing him. Hmm. Sounds just like a advanced version of Mrs. Doubtfire. Finds out his wife doesn't like him anymore. She starts dating somebody else and he wants to kill him by you know, poisoning his food. Yeah, it's nothing like Mrs. Doubtfire at all. Because oh, this is well. <laughs> this isn't his family at all. He has no ties to this family whatsoever. Oh, okay. Yeah, the family doesn't even know he's like <laughs> doing yeah. this. Yeah, they don't even know he well, exists. Well, that's okay because like part of his family didn't know he was dressed as a woman, and you know, till later on. Well, that's the '90s for you, sir. And now it's just and, every day in the 2000s. Yeah, it's commonplace. But like in this movie, he basically developed an obsession with some family that had no idea who he is. And then he took it too far, and then he found out that the the husband in that scenario was cheating, which ruined the fantasy that he had of this perfect family. So he kills, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to ruin it. Was, Don't was give there a spoiler. Any Robin Williams films that just made you like almost tear, like tear up? Well, yeah, several of them. Pat yeah, Adams, a... Jack, mine. Jack. Jack. That's what I was going to say. I think Jack was the one that made me tear up the first time I ever saw it. Oh, yeah. Like, that was just gut wrenching. It's a good one, though. Mm-hmm. And yes, Patch Adams, I did tear up at that, too. I share a birthday with the original Patch Adams doctor. Ooh, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is, is, like, when he played Patch Adams, it looks nothing like the actual Patch Adams. So it's like, it makes you wonder if it, it was, I'm guessing they just brought him in, brought Robin Williams in just for the comedy part of it. Probably. Hey, Rob, you can speak up over there, buddy. <laughs> Jump on in, sir. He's all quiet. Here. I mean, like, in fairness, I have like a whole bottle of mead, too. I've not had mead. Hashtag mead too. How would you describe mead? <laughs> Hashtag mead too. <laughs> Hashtag mead too. Love it. Yeah, wow. what does mead taste like? I've never drank mead. Uh, Is it thick? It's just kind of like a sweet wine. Okay. Okay. But uh, honey I, I based, right? right? It's in it fermented honey. Yeah, it's honey based. Uh, that's like the sugar content in it. But uh, I started making like mead on my own. Probably, I don't know, a year ago. Uh, when I started making Pretty it, I make it at like two gallons a, at a time. So Jesus. obviously I have a lot of it. <laughs> Is it easy to make? Yeah. Yeah, it's super easy to make. And you can make it with pretty much anything. Like if you have like blueberries, strawberries, uh, cherries, anything really in between. And you can just kind of throw it all together. And then... uh it ends up being a kind of 
uh, I guess really like it ends up being kind of like a little bit stronger wine because it's like about 14%. Jesus. Yep. Uh, now I want to try some. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know it's where actually to go. super easy. Where? Yeah. It's super easy to make. Uh, really, I mean, realistically, like I could even shoot you like a little quick video of how to make it. It's not hard at all. Like what you do is you just like if you get like some like plastic tubing and you have like a two gallon jug. You can run it into another one as long as you've got water and enough honey and like the stuff to throw in. It's actually so, super easy. It usually takes like two weeks. Okay, so here's my thing. It sounds like it's the same recipe as prison wine. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> I do know how to make prison yeah, wine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, realistically, uh, kind of a weird... Fun fact, uh, meat is actually one of the oldest alcohols around as what they did is they would you like leave like honey, like honey barrels and honey combs out and then like it would rain. And then they realized that the combination of the two would end up causing kind of like a an alcohol. So then they started just making it. It's uh, nice. I mean, like it's Greek, Roman, uh, the Norse are really known to drink it, so it's actually one of the oldest alcohols around. Hmm. <clears throat> the, no, the, meat, the meaderies place. are starting to pop up pretty heavy in my area. It, it, it's kind of looking ask, like that. Isn't there a place downtown here that serves mead that you used to go to? I don't know if you still go there yeah. or not. Yeah, there's a, there's a place downtown that still does serve mead uh, i'm part of their like guild which is basically okay. just a glorified like tasting group so like anytime mm -hmm. like they make new stuff or like they make like barrel aged stuff in like whiskey barrels like we'll go down and have like a meeting and sit and drink mead and just talk about like the history of mead um but uh it's actually kind of a cool place like we've only got one of them around the around the area but they they distribute Pretty much all over. Uh, like is in, that the same like place the that's down and... like East Village that does like all the make your own beer type stuff as well? Uh, no, it's it's gonna be like right downtown, like off of Second. I want to say it's like Second or Third Street. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean they're they're pretty cool. It's just something that really like you can kind of make it to taste. So like whatever you're interested in whether it be like if you want like a kind of a more like fruity flavor you can do that if you want something that's like a little bit more like tart or a little bit more potent you can do that as well cool uh yeah i think um i think i know what place you're talking about uh yeah, I've never been down there myself. I'd I'd like to go down at some point and see what it's all about. Just to because I've never, like I said, I've never had mead, and it'd be nice to try it. <clears throat> well, I think I think for me, like one of the things that was kind of cool about it is like obviously, you know, and and we're all you know kind of getting 
a little bit older, I would say. Uh, it's one of those things that like it's not fucking loud. It's it's not loud. It's not like in your face. You could actually sit and have a conversation and just drink your drink. Like you're not nice. going to a place where that's full of people where it's elbow to elbow and like obnoxious, you know, douchebags. Right. But other than that, it's it's kind of nice in general. Do you see uh, like an increase in popularity and mead and in meteries and stuff? Or is it uh, still fairly kind of niche? Um, it's still kind of a niche thing. Um, but I mean, it's it's one of those things that like you will get like the random passerby that comes in and they're like, oh, yeah, I can drink mead. It's 14 percent. That's nothing. And then they'll drink like a flight of mead. And then they'll be sitting there going, oh, it's really hot in here. Oh, shit, I need to go do something. <laughs> and it's it just hits them because it's it, it's just a different kind of drink. I mean, right. like, you drink like Captain or, or like Jack or like, you know, Jose Cuervo or anything like that. That's a whole different type of, of drink. Mm-hmm. Like if you drink mead, if you're not prepared for it, it will sneak up on you. And when it does, it's it's actually kind of funny to watch. Sounds like the type of drunk that gets you really barfing. Eh, actually, I I don't ever really deal with a hangover or anything after it. It's uh, it's pretty pretty calm. Like actually, like I I sleep well and I like wake up the next day and don't feel any after effects. Nice. Yep. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh. You know what that means? We haven't had that in a long time. That means it's time for lightning rapid fire with Rob. Ten right. questions as fast as you can. Are you ready? I'm in. Let's All go. right. Let's go. Favorite ghost or horror movie? Uh, the Jackal from 13 Ghosts. Nice. Favorite non-horror movie? Uh, probably either Scarface. I think Scarface or Boondock Saints. Favorite band? Ooh. Uh, probably either Five Finger Death Punch or Seven Dust. Favorite concert you've ever been to? Uh, easy. Uh, that would be Five Finger Death Punch, Hatebreed, and Seven Dust, and All That Remains. Fuck, Mary Kill. Martha Stewart, Rosie O'Donnell, Oprah. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know it said um, it'd be easy. Fuck Martha Stewart. Uh, or the other two options? Rosie O'Donnell and Oprah. It was like Oprah? Oprah. Yeah. Kill, or kill Rosie O'Donnell and then the other option for Oprah. Marry Oprah? Nice. Yeah, if you could have any, why not? If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh... Flight. Nice. Would you rather diarrhea explode every time you sneeze or ejaculate every time you look at Chris? Ejaculate every time I look at Chris. <laughs> I already do. <laughs> Favorite food? Uh, grilled cheese. Favorite toy growing up? Uh, Lincoln Logs. There you go. And lastly, dogs or cats? Dogs. Nice. 
I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping you weren't going to steal my mojo and you were going to take the diarrhea and explode, but whatever. I guess we could, <laughs> we could compete on the same ground, I suppose. <laughs> That's fair. What can I have say it, I have that effect? We haven't had the uh, rapid-fire 10 questions in a while. No, we haven't. No. And of course, we haven't, we haven't had a guest in a while either. That's not true. We're having pizza here every week. Ah! <laughs> he will um, always be a guest in my heart. That kind of is sad, actually. <laughs> He's like, God, why am I here now? So, Rob, kicking off onto the all things spooky. Uh, my daughter is my daughter is going to be eleven next month. She loves scary movies. She loves spooky stuff. She loves everything paranormal. So she actually wanted me to ask you two questions. And you can answer them however you like in whatever order. She would like, A, what in your opinion do you think is the best paranormal movies, movie or series? And then also she wants to know what is the scariest place you've been that, you know, something along those lines. Okay. I would say probably the the best paranormal movie uh, would have to be either The Exorcist or, and like the original Exorcist, like the uncut mm-hmm. version. Um, or, honestly, it would have to be 13 Ghosts for me because... That that movie was really cool because it like kind of played off the dark arcana. Um and Matthew Lillard is fucking amazing. I don't care what anybody says about that. I don't think he's an amazing actor. I forgot all about that movie. Dude, that was like I think the first outside of like it, I think that was like the first yeah. really truly scary movie I watched. Another really close one though is gonna be House on Haunted Hill. The House on Haunted the Hill. The original was, or was the remake? Book fantastic one the remake the remake was actually really good because it had the i liked creep it factor. it did but they lost me at the end with the uh i don't know what you want to call it the you know what i'm talking about i don't know if it was a spirit yeah. or an entity it was just too cheesy and corny yeah, i'm not like saying it was a bad all idea the spirits of all the all the people in there it was it was, it was executed weird, like poorly and rushed yeah because yeah like, i agree the effect that movie, the effects and everything that led up throughout the whole movie were great. And then it towards the end, like yeah. it felt like rushed and really shitty CGI. Probably one of the probably one of the weirdest parts of that movie, and also one of the coolest, was the machine where they talked about it was the machine that would turn a crazy man sane or a sane man crazy. And it was that yes. bouncing ball like mirror like yep. weird funhouse effect. That one was so cool. Um, I won't lie. I always wanted to experience that after I saw that. Right. I wanted to see how that would really feel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just it was such a like a kind of weird, kooky, off the wall thing that you wouldn't expect, and like you would watch it, and it was like when I first watched it. Keep in mind, I was considerably younger, so I was like, it was a little unsettling. Like now I look oh, at yeah. it and I kind of laugh, but like at the first time I watched it, it was, it was unsettling. So it was cool. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not gonna lie. But when I watched the House on Haunted Hill, I forgot Chris Kattan was in that. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> yeah was. he's like one of the main focuses. Yeah, I, yep. I absolutely forgot that he was in there. <laughs> and it's yeah. a shame because nowadays people don't even know who that is. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Um, I will say one one like movie franchise, and and I I'm sure I'll probably catch some hate for this. But uh, one movie franchise that I can't really seem to get behind, even though it's supposed to be based off of real events, was like the Annabelle series, like the Conjuring and the Annabelle series. Those are so they're terrible. Very, yeah, they're they're just bad movies, and it, they're very hard to watch. Yeah, like I yeah, mean, my, even my daughter likes them. Yeah, yeah, even from a respective, like as a paranormal investigator, they're just crap to watch for me. So like I would and that's, definitely and say that's too bad because like, like you said they're actually based off of real events with those right. people who are supposed to be like the number one paranormal investigators of the world. Oh, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah, either I would say either The Exorcist or Thirteen Ghosts, um, depending on if we're going way back or if we're staying current. Um, as she really likes the, the paranormal activities. Okay. The first one was good. Were, the other ones after fun. that were bad. Yeah, she watched yeah, they, all of were, them. Like, the first couple were fun, but then they just kind of got real mm-hmm. kind of hokey. Like, granted, I mean, like, a lot of those movies can be hokey, but, like, as they got further and further on, like, they were just kind of over the top. And see, my daughter likes horror movies that aren't slasher movies. So... Yeah. Did you like fourteen oh eight? She thought that one was pretty good. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, that was definitely an interesting one. Well done on that one. It was, it was different to see Jim Carrey in that role. Like, that was just kind of weird. That's thirteen you're thinking of. Oh, fourteen oh eight. Right. Fourteen oh eight is John Cusack. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. That one was good. Um, uh, actually, thirteen. I forgot all about that movie. <laughs> thirteen was a really good movie. I'll have to check that one out because I just like watched part of it and fell asleep. Never went back and revisited. <laughs> yeah, See, that, it's that funny you say, really Jim. Movie. It's funny you say your daughter doesn't like. You know, she likes horror movies that aren't gory, and I think that is exactly what a horror movie should be: is where it's not gory. Like these, uh, too many movies nowadays. They think that in order to be a horror movie, you have to have that gore, you have mm-hmm. to have that blood, and you don't. Like the whole point of a horror movie is to scare the people, whether it be a you know jump scare or you know mm-hmm. it, that was that was what made you know like. Friday the 13th, so scary back in the day. Yeah, it was a slasher movie, but you never knew when he was going to show up. Like, he just kind of popped out of nowhere, and yeah. they never really showed, like, I mean, they showed a few places here and there of him, you know, either cutting somebody's head off or sticking the the the, the knife in their head or whatever but other than that for the most part there was not a lot of gore involved in those movies true i mean you know uh like a lot of our the classic ones were like friday the 13th um uh nightmare on elm street, nightmare on elm street. stuff like that child's play oh, actually 
Now that I think about it, there is one that was also really good. Uh, Amityville. Like, the Amityville Horror. That was another really good one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, a side note. Yeah, about like, the, those, were, those were really good. Well, you know, talking about the gore, okay. There is a newer franchise out. There's two movies in it. And I have not seen them. And I have heard they are absolutely gory as hell. But they actually look really good, and I've heard they're pretty good too. The Terrifier, one and two. Hmm. Hmm. Oh man! I've so heard of those. Me and my daughter saw the trailer for Terrifier number two, and we were like, "Oh man, that looks good." It, it told. I mean, in the terror in the trailer, you could tell it's a slasher, but it looks good, and even she thought it looked good. But then I uh, saw a video the other day talking about those movies. And apparently those movies are like in the top 10 for the most gory and upsetting movies, like where people have passed out in the theater type shit. And I'm like, well, looks like I can't watch that one with her. Now that I see that, yeah, I have seen trailers for it. They're like filming yeah, in the same crazy. vein as like the classic like 80s horror movies, right? Like, don't they try to make it look like it's a old school slasher? Yeah. Yeah, it's got the creepy clown in it. Yeah, who never speaks a word. But it looked. I I didn't know. I didn't know that he didn't say anything. Yeah, he never speaks a word. Okay. Hmm. Wow. It looks pretty good, though. Like I, uh, uh, one of the viewings, one of the viewings, they said that somebody had to be taken away in an ambulance. Jesus. That's kind of cool. Yeah, because they fainted and hit their head. <laughs> oh, shit. Good yeah. God. So I want to see it. They don't tell you that that person was diabetic and just had a little too much soda. <laughs> <laughs> too much uh, movie theater candy. It's fine. Yeah. No yeah. Oh, apparently the clown's name is Art the Clown. Yep. Okay. Huh. Yeah, he is creepy looking, but you know, hey. If you Guilty watch the trailer after this, hey, it's a good looking uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. I never seen. It. I've never seen it. Surprisingly, loved it. Really? Yeah, I've never yeah. seen Hellraiser. Dude, I love the Hellraiser series. Hellraiser was awesome. Um, another fun one was uh, uh, the Puppet Master. The Puppet Master was a good one. I've seen it, but I don't remember it. Um, um, I'm just reading here, Jim, that there has been confirmed that Terrifier 3 is planned. Oh, yeah. He said he's going to make it even worse. He said his goal is to step yeah. him up even every time. And he Which says one? it's getting so... Like, even Spiral is good. <coughs> like, even though it wasn't, oh, yeah. like, a true, like, Saw movie, Spiral was, was really good. And then Jigsaw was actually pretty good, too. They're bringing an. Uh, they're doing another Saw movie. They're doing another Saw movie. Yep. Nice, nice. Like the first the one. Saw movies also take place in the Collector's universe. So if you haven't seen the Collector movies, that's another one that's in that same world. Uh huh. Okay, yep. so I'm so Jigsaw and the Collector this? actually exist in the same like same world. Huh. Really? I'm probably going to get crap out. for this, yeah. but I enjoy the Leprechaun movies. 
Leprechaun movies were fun. I liked Leprechaun in the Hood. Leprechaun Leprechaun in the Hood, yes. They had Jennifer Aniston before her nose job, right? Yes. Yes, Yes, it did. Yeah, I forgot all about that. She was still hot then. (laughs) Even with the beak? Yep. I've seen those movies. Don't uh, remember. You know, much about normally, them, normally a nose, normally a nose, don't turn me off. So you know, uh, that that's not really something I'm really concerned about, unless it's a really big honker. Holy oh. crap! Did you know that Chris Jericho plays in the Terrifier too? What? Mm, yeah, I saw yep. him in the trailer, and I forgot about that. I did not know. I was just looking at the cast. He plays a guy named Burke. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to watch the Terrifier here pretty soon. So what's your uh, answer to the other question, Rob? Um, The other one... hmm. Or, you know, like a place that you've been with like the most history that was, you know, works as well. No, 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 no. Let's go with the original question. I want to know if there's ever a place that Rob was like just kind of scared to you know that was that made him kind of feel uncomfortable or by the way did anybody mention to the listeners that are new and joining in 40 minutes into this episode rob does paranormal investigation stuff <laughs> that's what he's known for i don't know if we mentioned that earlier he was on well i believe he was you on introduced him as uh rob the spooky ghost man or something like that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a hell of an entrance, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah my my intro was quality there, Jim. So I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, because I, I normally yeah. we leave the introductions to uh, Jim because he usually can kind of do a good spin. But I mean, come on, Jim, Ghost Man. Well, you guys well, would call you say? a glorified okay. Ghostbuster. It's okay. I'll help you out here. So I've been paranormal investigating for roughly a decade uh, as a team. Uh, I have my own website. I have my own team. It's a thing I do. It's a hobby. I think it does a lot of good because there's a lot of people that are experiencing crazy shit out there that I think is actually a good thing to make them not feel crazy and actually show them the evidence of all the crazy unknown shit going on in the world. Um, Other than that, I would say probably the one place that I have felt uncomfortable. I wasn't necessarily scared, but I felt uncomfortable. I was doing a uh, an investigation in a person's home. Um, and it's a place where I actually have got some pretty substantial evidence, uh, one of which was a, a response off of the spirit box telling me to F off. Um, We've been cussing the whole time, and you're just now going to go and censor yourself. Yes, it told me to fuck off. The Thanks, fuck is Jim. that? There you go. <laughs> but uh, My daughter's heard cuss words. That place was, was super cool. Um, it was, it was kind of unsettling just because of the fact of uh, one of the things that we did capture 
is we we asked where whatever the entities were from or like where they had came from and it said hell and it was kind of interesting and kind of unsettling because then just it kind of in like the span of you know just a few seconds then it changed what it said and it said heaven and then we asked how hmm. many were there and it was like seven there was like five of us there um and it was just kind of a wild thing like it wasn't necessarily creepy but it was kind of unsettling mm-hmm. um i've had some you know some opportunities to go to places that were really interesting uh where other people have been like super freaked out uh, i went to edinburgh manor um and one lady got so like sick from the experience like she started throwing up because like the energy was just too much for her in that place and it was like she just just got sick in the place and she's like i have to leave um i've also been to like bobby mackey's music world which is supposed to be like one of the most haunted places like haunted nightclubs in the u.s that's um, the one in nashville right uh that's the one in uh gotcha. um but yeah it's it's something that like you'll see on like the history channel the travel channel uh stuff like that it's supposed to be like there's been books re- like written about it there's been a like a a lot of history behind it and about the place uh they've made like a lot of series and and like documentaries and stuff about it um mm-hmm. but that place is weird as it is to say actually kind of felt very homey like it felt very like just like like a homey place like uh as weird as that is to say like it just felt comfortable like a lot of other people were freaked out and like they were super scared of the place me it just didn't bother me the same way um like it didn't like hit me the same way i actually got to what about the edinburgh manor edinburgh manor that's yeah that was the one in iowa right yeah that's the one in uh scotch grove um there's there's a lot of history behind that one too because it used to be an old uh like a uh poor farm uh so like a lot of and like an old asylum so like a lot of people with like mental health issues poor people uh people that were in trouble with the law would go there um there's reportedly a lot of activity that's supposed to go on there uh the time that i was there like i i spent probably six hours there and the only activity i really got was there's a room that's very similar to like a it kind of kind of has like a morgue feel like they've got like the the drawers where you would normally put like cadavers um and that was the only place that i ever got any activity and it was just such a surge in like electromagnetic electromagnetic energy um so like the emf was just off the off the scale there in that one spot but like everywhere else in the building you know like there's a lot of other like reports and history around it and we just never got anything really yeah because i've seen the uh whatever that show is on the travel channel they did a thing there yep yep 
was it, were they ghost adventurers or something like that I don't yeah know. yeah it was ghost adventures they they've done stuff there and like i think a couple other groups have done stuff there and they've came back with like amazing evidence and me like when i went there like i said i was there probably six seven hours and just like outside of that one area it was just kind of dead like it was it was way quiet way too quiet rob i have a question for you um Speaking of like the ghost hunting shows and stuff like that, as somebody who's kind of in that that scene and and have done the experiments firsthand, what mainstream show would you say is probably the most credible or does it the most justice? Um, I would say probably for me, um, it's going to be, uh, it's actually going to be the uh, people that run planet weird um and i know that sounds kind of funny but uh the the group that runs planet weird is a husband and wife uh, it's greg and dana newkirk um they they're really interesting people because they they're kind of all over the spectrum like the wife is very into like crystals and gems and like a lot of like the metaphysical side of things and the husband is actually like a researcher and he's even like an ordained minister, but he still kind of dabbles in other stuff. Um, their, their series on uh, called Hellier was actually really cool. Um, it has two seasons, uh, but it's, it's generally about like, they originally get called to a place because they think there's like a possibility of uh, like uh, alien like extraterrestrial life, but then they like go kind of down this rabbit hole where they, they look into like the Mothman prophecies and like paranormal activity and just really kind of all over the place stuff. They also look into like Aleister Crowley and like, you know, Thelemites and things like that. So it's, it's a really interesting watch. Uh, It's on YouTube or Amazon. uh, So you can see actually both seasons of that. Um, you know that's something I wanted to I ask you say... about. Did I ask you about that last mm-hmm. time? Do you about the Mothman? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, interestingly enough, like if you would have talked to me probably ten years ago, I wouldn't have put much stock into it. Um, but like the older I've got, the more I've actually tried to look into other things of the unknown, like cryptids and. Uh, UFOs and euphonauts and you know extraterrestrial life or or like another thing that they um, that they talk about is like ultra terrestrial uh, which is meaning that it's something that exists in our world just on a different plane of existence kind of mm-hmm. like uh, I guess touching on like the multiversal theory or like just on a different like plane of existence Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really interesting to like look into that stuff. Uh, now I would probably say, you know, it, it's quite possible that there is like extraterrestrial life, that the Mothman could be a legitimate thing. I mean, like I can't disprove it, but it's, it's something that's kind of interesting to read up on or even listen to or watch like documentaries on it or movies on it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Other than that, I mean, my my views have kind of changed substantially, you know, like over the time of doing stuff like this, because like as a paranormal investigator, um, 
yeah, I try to like keep true to a lot of the science aspect of things like the scientific method and, and trying to debunk a lot of things that could be natural cause. Uh, mm -hmm. But there's just a lot of crazy stuff out there. I mean, there's, there's parts of the ocean that are completely unexplored. There's completely, there's parts of like rainforest and places in like Papua mm -hmm. New Guinea that are just completely unexplored because the canopy is so dark that we couldn't even see in there. So it's not entirely out of the scope of possibility for me to believe that there might be other species of things, other things that we haven't seen. Um, and then to also shoot back to pizza's question, uh, the other one, and I know they catch a lot of hate for it is, is, uh, ghost adventures. I know they catch a lot of hate for being kind of hokey and everything, but a lot of people were angry at them in their later seasons because of the fact that they spent time trying to debunk stuff. They tried to show people that this was a natural cause. This was that. And they weren't supplying enough evidence. So people were like, oh, that's stupid. You know, I'm watching a paranormal show that has no evidence and they're just debunking it. Well, that's part of it, too. Mm -hmm. You know, in a lot of ways, being a paranormal investigator is sitting in a place for eight hours and getting 10 seconds of evidence or no evidence and then going back to that place and then maybe being there for another eight hours and then getting another 10 seconds or no seconds. I mean, I think I think in a lot of ways, like, you know, like stuff like the ghost adventures, you know, ghost adventures and uh, like stuff like that. Yeah, you know, some of it is kind of hyped up, you know, with like B-roll footage, you know, like spooky sound <laughs> effects and shit like that. Yeah. So people will buy into it or watch it. But I think there is some some truth behind it, because like I think even like, for example, uh, Zach, Zach Baggins, the guy from Ghost Adventures, he has his own haunted museum. His museum is full of, of stuff from like serial killers like Ed Gain and mm -hmm. Charles Manson and Kevorkian and stuff like that. Obviously that stuff is going to have like energy or attachments or off the wall stuff, you know, like that goes on there and it's been right. proven. So I don't completely discredit him. So I would say like, if I was going to, you know, back any one of those teams or any of those people that are in the view of um, like the media or like, in the view of the public, I would say like ghost adventures I'm okay with watching and like, I would not completely discredit them. And I would also say like Greg and Dana Newkirk are really, really interesting people to watch. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I was always curious because uh, like you said, a lot of them with the, with the overdub sound effects and the B roll footage, it does come across as yep. okay. This is bullshit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what about you pizza do you believe in the uh, supernatural the, the, do. the ghost paranormal? I, do. I do you do i do do you have any uh encounters experiences nope <laughs> i just uh, <laughs> i just uh i have no reason not to you know and there's yeah, a lot of a blind uh, believer i like it yeah blind faith yeah that's how i live my life <laughs> Tell me something I like. No, no, I just, uh, <clears throat> so I live in a pretty haunted city, actually. Um, 
So, I mean, you always grew up hearing, like, the spooky stories and, oh, this place is haunted. You can't go here after night. Don't don't go there. Don't go down this road. And always the shit about, uh, oh, there's a cul-de-sac if you go in there and turn your headlights off and do three circles and, you know, a, yeah. a ghost will appear in front of you and shit like that. But uh, I can't say that I've ever had any, like, actual firsthand you know, anything to make me be like, holy shit, that was a ghost. But uh, <laughs> enough people that I respect certainly have, and, uh, you know, I like to go with the, I'm not going to fuck with it. It doesn't Dang fuck with know. me, I'm not fucking with that. I mean, it's a healthy way to be. I mean... Th- Might be the only healthy me, thing I do, Rob. I, I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> Um, like, and and I know we kind of touched on it the last time that I was on the show with you guys, but, um, mine was actually like a very personal thing that happened that got me into it. Like, you know, I didn't really believe in much of anything. Like I didn't have, you know, like I, I didn't really have faith in much, much of anything. Like I, you know, like at the time I would have considered myself agnostic because I didn't have enough information to believe that there was something else out there. But I was probably in my, like, I think I was like 16 at the time and I was in a bad car accident uh, with an ex of mine and leading up to the car accident, like I saw you know, like a vehicle, you know, kind of a dark vehicle coming up on us, you know, that nobody else saw. And had I not seen what I saw at that time, like it actually ended up saving my life. It actually ended up putting me kind of on this path to like chase the unknown or chase like this stuff that doesn't have questions, you know, like, like doesn't have answers, just kind of, Chase the unknown to try to bring some light to it or try to understand it a little bit better. So because... does that mean you believe in God now? No, no. Well, I believe in <laughs> a God, but or many gods, let me rephrase. Uh, but I don't technically follow that one. <laughs> um, I... I don't know. It just, it kind of opened up my eyes and it became something that it became kind of like a pursuit for me. Like it became something that I was very avidly interested in and I wanted to chase it. Like I wanted to have the information. Like most people would have been probably scared off or, or would have turned the other way. Me, I just, it made me want to crave answers more and make me be able to put some evidence or some answers to my questions. So does, do you believe in heaven and hell then? I believe they exist. I mean, I I, I don't necessarily believe that. Like, I'm going to go to either one, to be fair. Um, okay. Like, the, the older I've got, uh, I've actually, you know, like, developed my own, you know, kind of, like, way of of understanding. Because whereas, you know, some folks obviously follow the Christian path or, or follow, you know, like the path of like God, heaven, hell, the devil, whatever. Um, 
I just decided to follow a different path because it was what worked for me. Uh, like I know a lot of times, and, and I know it's kind of a controversial subject, but I know that a lot of times people uh, will kind of go off of faith. Well, mm -hmm. part of my problem with, I guess, essentially following the Christian faith for me was the fact that I didn't feel like anything was listening. I felt it was like an empty, empty conversation. Like I didn't feel like there was anything else there. Um, walking, obviously, the path that I walk and, and kind of uh, believing in something a little bit different, I feel like my gods actually do hear me or they do answer back. Um, again, that's not to say that like I'm going to hate on anybody else for believing what they believe because you know what all the respect to believe you know whatever gives you strength and whatever gives you makes you to be a better person at the end of the day more power to you but it just wasn't right for me so i kind of i guess in a manner of speaking threw in my dice with you know kind of an older set of gods and just rolled with it makes sense I was just kind of wondering because a lot of people, a lot of people won't believe in heaven and hell or spirits, but then they'll believe in ghosts. And I'm like, well, they're kind of on the same plane of existence. So I mean, you got. I always think you got. You got to. You can't have one without the other. If you if that's what you believe. Yeah. No, no, and I, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all in that respect. Is because you do have to believe that there's something out there. Like you can't mm -hmm. be completely void of faith to be a paranormal investigator to be able to be into that yeah i can i can approach it from a scientific aspect but at the end of the day you know like going into it i do believe you know like my gods will protect me or like my gods will like do whatever it is just like how my best friend the the person i paranormal investigate with she is actually, you know, like a, a Catholic, like of the Catholic faith. So she believes, you know, like in a heaven and a hell, she believes in, you know, essentially the Christian God. And that's fine because like we each kind of embrace the fact that like you believe something different. I believe something different. It still gets us to the same end goal that we believe that there's an afterlife. We believe that there's a different plane of existence. We believe there's other things out there and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I've always felt that like, as long as you're not a douchebag, like about your beliefs and you don't try to push it off on anybody, there's no problem. Mm -hmm. Like I don't try to make anybody believe what I believe. And I don't expect anybody to do the same to me. Like, if you believe what you believe, if it makes you a better person at the end of the day, or it makes you, gives you peace of mind, great, more power to you, do it. That's kind of the issue with the spirituality anyway, is is the, the people, because so many people have the, it's, well, it's either all or nothing uh, <laughs> approach to it, and there's no, uh, there's not a lot of room for any kind of conversation about what could be or what may be. Yeah. No. Well, and, you know, and, and to kind of touch on that same, you know, kind of in the same vein of that, 
you know, when people people sit there and and a lot of times people feel that they have to prove that their God or their beliefs are right. I still mm-hmm. acknowledge other God is other gods existing. Like I still acknowledge that there's a Christian God out there. I still acknowledge that, you know, for some people there's a heaven, there's a hell. That doesn't change. And for me, it's just that's not my path. That doesn't work for me. Like that doesn't work for who I am as a person. It doesn't work for who I am, you know, kind of on a spiritual level. But I'm also not going to stop anybody from following what makes them feel right. You know, what makes them feel whole, I guess, in a manner of speaking, because that would be just ridiculous. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to come into an argument where I'm like, my God's better than your God or my God's do this or my God's do that. No, my God's just work for me. Mm-hmm. Throughout the vast void yeah. of unlimited nothingness, there's certainly plenty of room for, uh, for all of them, you know? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like it, it you're, you're 110% correct. Um, I, I kind of laugh when you say that because so my youngest, my youngest son, he, he's funny because he wanted to go through, he wanted to be baptized that was his choice. He wanted to do that and everything. But he came up to me one day and had a very honest, open conversation. He goes, so you, so you hear people talk about, you know, Jesus walks among us, right? And I was like, yeah, I've heard that, you know, belief or that, that idea. Yes, absolutely. And he goes, well, what if, more gods than just like what if more like deities besides jesus walk among us what if like thor is walking among us what is what if like odin is what if you know a greek god is and i and i looked at him with an honest answer and i told him i said you may be right kid like i can't argue with you because they're in exactly like what you said pizza in this vast fucking scope of reality what mean you know like what makes us believe that there isn't room for all of those things I don't know I say if Thor's walking among us I want a chance to lift that hammer though (laughs) right that was actually one of the gayer sounding things you've ever said (laughs) (laughs) that was was one of the gayer hammer (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, <laughs> I can always see you picture. I can picture you lifting another man's hammer. Yeah. Well, come on <laughs> over here, big boy. Uh, you come on now. Now you're just making Jim feel jealous. Like he mm. he has. Oh, mustache. I'll try to lift his. Ready for the mustache rise? What are you doing? <laughs> come on. I love to share. <laughs> Sharing is caring. That's right. You know, I just. What was the most? I'm trying to think of word way to word this. So, where's somewhere that you've been that kind of had like the most tragic backstory to the area that you were there? And did okay. you did you feel anything? My house when I was with my ex-wife. <laughs> I, I feel ah, the echoes that, that of had, the that had there. some uh, real that had some real backstory to it. 
was going to go with yeah. Porta John yeah, outside of a truck stop taco stand. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that, that has a lot of wayward something, but it's not spirits. Holy fuck, man. <laughs> uh, a lot of moaning no, and going on uh, out of there. Ooh. I was going yeah. to say, I think he was having his own exorcism going on too. in there. You know, like a Taco Bell bathroom, man. Holy fuck. You ever <laughs> see that video that uh, where they tricked that girl into going to a glory hole and on the other side is her brother? And then they like surprise him at the end. Hmm. That I mean, just that made me think of pizza's porta potty thing. I mean, that kind of thinks of every fucking porn I've watched recently. Was it? Wait, wait yeah, but this no, was a real no, thing. Yeah, I was gonna say this was real. Yeah, and she oh. started throwing up. Like once, like once it was all said and done, like they brought the person out from behind the hole, and she saw it was her brother, and they both started freaking out, and she started throwing up everywhere and crying. Anyway. That's probably the most haunting thing I'll think of in a while. Holy shit. Happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't ever go to one of those glory holes, pizza. Nothing like a little surprised start... incest, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, dude? pizza might want to start taking some time off for work. <laughs> I don't have a brother, so it'd be all right. No, but you have a dad. Uh, this is true. <laughs> How disappointing if you went to a glory hole and found like your significant other was on the other side. <laughs> Pizza's afraid to answer. His wife's right there. <laughs> well, it's um, I I feel like that's like a, a, a Schrodinger's cat, right? Like you're you're at the glory hole, so how can you be mad for finding your significant other also at the glory hole? I think that's just fate proving that you two were meant to be together. That you're right. You're right. <laughs> Okay, fair. <laughs> that is a very fair statement. Have you seen the? Uh, it, it was a pretty popular meme that went around for a while with a girl on a, at a glory hole and somebody sticking their hand th- through with a ring in a box, like he's like proposing mm. to her through the glory hole. Fuck. That's my. Uh, That's how true love starts. That, that was my phone background for a while. Yeah. <laughs> So what place has the most tragic backstory that you've been to? Oh, yeah. That's beautiful, Pizza. You're a real romantic he's a, there. He is. He's a sentimental guy. <laughs> so, Rob, most tragic backstory to a place that you've been. Okay. Uh, oh, um... Like you just while you were there, you're like, man, the air is heavy here. Like you can feel it. Okay. There, there is one place that that I went. It was, it was a really cool experience, but also, I guess, kind of a downer in that respect. Um, it's a place up by, uh, just past, uh, Cedar Rapids. Uh, it's it's okay. a place called uh, Palo, Iowa. Um, this this place it's called the Thirteen Stairs Cemetery. Um, it's like an old uh, family cemetery. So like there was only two families really buried there. One was um, 
One was the Lewis family and one was the Blackburns. And they, there was a lot of like random, like information about the place, like just like different stuff put out there on the websites or like, you know, from forums and stuff of them saying that this place had like had hellhounds and, and just different random off the wall stuff. So like I went up there just because out of curiosity, because a lot of the stuff just wasn't the common, you know, oh, they believe there's ghosts there. So I, I went there and uh, when I was up there, uh, I had actually went there with my ex-wife and a friend of mine. And we were up there and we were just kind of walking along. And I remember I took a photo in front of like the the patriarch of the cemeteries, like grave. And I remember it looked like there was an arm around me. It looked like there was like a blurry figure with its arm around me. And then I was clear as day. That was super cool. But it was like, it made me start to think. It was like, well, why would this, why would this individual be here? You know, and I went a little bit farther along. And I like my, you know, like I started to try to like, I guess, like try to deliberate as to why this, this individual would be there because like if it's his family cemetery you know like you would think he would just be at peace like he wouldn't still be attached to this plane Mm -hmm. so i was like okay um well we like at the time we were there it started to storm and so everybody was like let's go to the car let's go to the car let's just you know like let's head out because it's starting to storm well, I remember looking up at the cemetery and I watched from that headstone all the way over to the entrance. I watched a figure walk and then fade out. So I started looking up the history of the area, found the exact guy that I saw that night because he was actually one of the people that was like one of the founding families of that area. And the only thing I could come to a conclusion on is that I believed in, you know, kind of in my my eyes that he was actually just protecting his family's cemetery or like protecting his family like a normal like patriarch protector person would do. And that's why he stayed around. It wasn't because he was forced to stay around or because he had unfinished business. He just wanted to make sure that everybody else was left at peace. Um, it was such a cool experience, though, because the place, uh, when it was storming, it like it was storming only around the cemetery. Like it was a wall of rain around the cemetery. But once you got out of the cemetery, it stopped. So it was just hmm. like it just boxed in that area with rain. So it was such a... It was kind of a cool experience, but like it was also in a in a way kind of sad because I guess in some way, like I kind of got the feeling that like he would never really be able to have any sort of peace because he chose to always look out for that place or like for his family. So he was kind of like 
I guess, in a way of speaking, like bound to that job. That's Ooh, interesting. That, that's pretty wild. <laughs> Great. So do you uh, got any plans for Halloween tomorrow? Work? No. No, I got work. <laughs> I, uh, I, I worked, what was it, 10 hours today? 10 hours today, and I got to work again tomorrow. I got to be up at 3 a.m., so. Nice. It's not going to be a fun day. No. <laughs> I'm off tomorrow, so. It's getting late anyway, Rob. I'm glad you stayed up with us. Oh, I'm absolutely. I'm glad you uh, made a visit. Bring in our uh, Halloween spooky episode. Well, I, ha- I have absolutely. a Halloweeny question for you guys. Yeah, All right. Now, now it's going to require you to think back always. <laughs> or maybe in some cases not. <clears throat> what was your favorite ho- what was your favorite halloween costume that you were that you wore during halloween as a kid red ranger white no Power shit ranger. yeah it was awesome i got the uh i had the whole outfit my parents got me uh the gloves like when you hit the button it would make the uh, morphin like sounds and it would play the theme song and then i had the uh yeah, I had like the whole the whole shit and the 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 sword, the Red Ranger's sword. Nice. I would nice. wear that. I would wear that right now if I still had it. Same size and everything. I'd put that puppy right on. <laughs> I honestly don't remember any of mine. Yeah, yours was what Rob? Yeah, nice. mine was the White Power Ranger. Because this was right after the White Power Ranger came out, and the only thing that you could find in the stores was Saba, the fucking talking sword. Ah! So what my mom did was she got me the, the sword, so I had the little Saba sword, and she fucking crafted the rest of my White Ranger outfit. And that shit was cool. That's awesome. Like That was by far probably one of my favorite and actually it is my favorite because it was it was something nobody else had like everybody else was running around as like green rangers and and shit like that and like right. i i walked out of the house and i was like yeah i'm the white ranger bitch what's up <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah what about you jim i don't remember any of my halloween costumes from growing up really mm mm See, mine was, uh, I was Donatello, the okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. That's a pretty good one. How'd you I do know, the right? shell? Uh, well, okay, so it wasn't an actual shell. Uh, when when my mom had bought the outfit. Wait, you mean you like... didn't actually rip a shell off a turtle and put it on your back? No. <laughs> Fucking no, poser. No, I did not. <clears throat> um, so what it was was just like, they were like pajamas i guess so it like had the drawing of the shell on the back of the the shirt so you had like the pajama pants and the pajama shirt and then you had the uh the eye thing that you just kind of tied around your face so you kind of and then you had like that came with like a little plastic staff so you you know you could walk around beat other kids for their candy (laughs) yeah that was my favorite one growing up 
because of because eventually, even after Halloween, since they were like pajama clothes, you know, hey, you went to bed every night dressed as Donatello. I can see Chris being absolutely ecstatic over that fact. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mom, I can put a man in Secretly, he has a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles onesie at home, and we just don't know. Hey, he probably hey, does. <laughs> no, but now I kind of want to go get like a Power Ranger outfit to kind of blend in with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Blue Ranger was the gay one, so that'd be perfect for you. <laughs> just saying. That's just didn't uh special. Didn't he actually quit? Over harassment yes. that he received from the other cast members. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, but now he's back. He just came back to the Power Rangers. Like he's now involved with them again. Really? Oh. Yeah. yeah, they do little tours for motivational speaking and shit. Oh, is that what they do? I didn't see what yeah. he was there for. Yeah, they're gonna do a revamp at some point in their career. Well, it's all, it always amazes me because, like, Tommy and Kimberly were always the only ones that were ever involved in, like, any spinoff movie, series, whatever. Dude, Tommy was in, like, seven of them. And he's still yeah. in them. Holy hell, dude. He's, yeah, he's probably getting paid, like, a shit ton of money for that shit, too. Yeah, he was, he was like, the Red Ranger for, like, at least three generations. He was the Green Ranger, the White Ranger. He was like the what was it, the Master, or like the Sensei. Don't, don't forget the Gold Ranger. Ranger. He was the Ranger. Gold Ranger too. Oh yeah, that's right, Gold too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they're saying here that uh, David Yost, who played the Blue Ranger, uh, is going to be in ten episodes of Power Rangers Cosmic Fury. In 2023. Huh. The fact that they're still making Power Rangers is is actually kind of insane. And apparently, in this cosmic Power Rangers, uh, Lord Zed is going to be the villain. So apparently they're really? bringing back Lord <laughs> Zed. Yep. <laughs> How long before there's just like a uh, uh, a reboot with the original cast on Netflix? <sighs> right. Uh, one one person right here is kind of hoping at some point they do, you know, just just do a little uh, like a one season reunion of them. Why not? Although yeah, Red Ranger is going to have to lose a little little bit of weight there. Because he's kind of getting you chunky. catch up, catch up with them now, and they just phased out of it when they were teenagers. They're just working like some dead end job somewhere. That's the show. Just them working their uh, their normal bullshit. Their normal nine to five job. Yeah. And I mean, like, they'll have oh, to come up. They'll have to come up with now? a new yellow ranger. This is on my break, you dickheads. <laughs> Did you see that fan made film, a short film, a while, a few years ago? That was like. If the Power Rangers was rated R, and uh, it actually had like a a good cast. I want to see. Was it James Vanderbeek? He got for it. Oh God! It, it was like a fifteen or twenty minute long uh, YouTube production. 
and uh, it fucking kicks ass. It's awesome. I'll have to uh, I'll, I'll have to send it to you guys. It is a hundred percent worth the watch. It is like could you imagine a movie quality YouTube video? Could you imagine if they do a remake and like you were saying, it's them today at their dead end jobs. The Black Rangers working at AT and T call center, and Lord Zed calls in. I need my long distance change, motherfucker. I'm gonna kill you and your family, and it just goes from there. And he's just depressed because he's working at a call center. Like, uh, seems accurate. That'd be the dream. <laughs> yeah, according to this, it was James Vanderbeek that was uh, that was in there. I just put it in the uh, in the group chat. So you, you guys, when you get a second, you should, or well, when you get fifteen minutes, you should definitely give it a watch. It's it's fucking. So awesome. Rob, are you going to trick or treat after work tomorrow? Uh, Do a little trick or treating or handing out some candy? Way to fuck home. Ah, you gonna hand out some candy? Yeah, yeah, I'll hand. Out I'll make candy. sure. I'll make sure to trick or treat by your house, and I'll uh, I'll ring your doorbell. Be like trick or treat, Rob. Oh, you're gonna have to take a trip, man. <laughs> Probably, because you moved away depends, from here. Depends. Are you handing out the yeah. the mini candy bars or the the, the king size? Uh, I'm only handing out the one with the razor blades, man. Come on. <laughs> See, I'm handing out flashlights. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Well, Celebrity Rob, I appreciate you being here, man. It's about time for us to put a wrap on this week's episode. I've yeah, never it. What are you talking about? I appreciate you being here, Rob. It was a good Halloween f- feel. I don't by this whole idea of wrapping it. It's a fun time. Fun time, as always. I think from now on, we'll have Go to have Rob here for our Halloween. Rob, you're going to stop in every Halloween, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Nice. Any uh, any closing remarks, Chris? Anything uh, you no. No, I don't have any that's, closing that's, remarks. That's deep. I know, that's right? Deep. Hit us with a motivational quote. Pretty pizza. Guys. There you go. Give us some of the motivational oh. pizza. Make us feel good. <clears throat> Leave on a happy note. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, I got something for you. Uh, this was told by an old friend of mine, and it's advice that I've kept with me uh, throughout throughout my years. Um, and it's uh, hopefully will serve you all well. When the weather's hot and sticky, it's not the time to dunk your dicky. But when there's frost out on the pumpkin, now that's the time for dicky dunkin. <laughs> Man, it, motivational and festive. I love it. On that note, we'll see you folks next week. Thanks, pizza. <laughs> This is fucking scary and gross, okay?